Hook him up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Hook him up for sure on a Thursday. Astros get game three last night. Good start. Took the lead for the first time in the series. Huge defensive play by Michael Brantley. When it was five to two, after Josh Young had hit that home run in the fifth inning, makes a huge play into the ga- into the gap, and uh, saved runs off the board. And then uh, Christian Javier and the Astro bullpen did it from there. Astros get a eight five. They'll play again tonight. Part of a doubleheader of Major League Baseball, ALCS and NLCS today. Afternoon game will be the Diamondbacks and the Phillies from uh, Arizona. I think that's three o'clock this afternoon out west. And then Astros Rangers tonight should be good. Then you got the NFL game: Jacksonville and New Orleans. This has a chance to be a pretty ugly game, Rod. Pretty ugly game. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Thursday games. I know. Short Thursday, week. First of all, Thursday games are always kind of ugly. Yeah, Jacksonville's in a weird. Remember, they played back-to-back London games. They, you know, were over across across the pond there for a couple weeks, and then came home beat beat the Colts last weekend, and uh, played probably their most complete game last week on Sunday. But uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt in that game. He's got a knee injury. We'll see if he plays tonight. He listed his questionable. He says he's going to try to give it a go. Uh, Houston just beat New Orleans to drop the Saints to 3-3. And uh, Houston, you know, they gained like 430 yards in that game offensively, but Houston bowed up in the red zone. And you know, a lot of teams have these red zone issues, Rod. Well, Saints was one of them. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Saints one of them. Red zone touchdown percentage in the NFL is down to uh, the lowest it's been since 2011. Only 53% of a red zone trips have resulted in scoring touchdowns in the NFL. So they're struggling with it in the NFL. Miami is not. Miami actually has the best, I want to say they have the best red zone touchdown percentage since 2000. They're at 80. They're over 80%. So I know Sark likes us to to take plays and steal plays from that Shanahan coaching tree. Mike McDaniel is from that tree. Right now he's got the best red zone offense in football. He's going scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Sark already admits he steals plays, and Sark should be stealing plays from that guy who's on that Shanahan coaching tree, especially in the red zone. And Sark might have done that already in the bye week. Maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah, maybe he are, maybe I'm already ahead of Sark on that one. Yeah, and that's the question of Miami: is it play calling or personnel? I mean, they just have really really good players. Both, yeah. Uh, it is a combination of the two, and two has been a good red zone quarterback. Well, personnel shouldn't be an issue for Texas. No, it should not. Yeah. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence can't play tonight, it's going to be the always famous uh, C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard for Man. Jacksonville. So how many backups have we already seen so far this year? Zach Wilson, P.J. Walken, Darian Thompson uh, Robinson, Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? Yeah, both of those guys are playing. Yeah, and Deshaun right? Watson's not sure when he's coming back. He's got a rotator cuff so that's issue. So continue to play. Anthony Richardson is not out. He's a massage on that thing. So Gardner Minshew's already Andy starting Dalton. the game. Uh, Andy Dalton, you're right. Andy Dalton for Bryce Young. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Did he play for Daniel Jones? Oh, we just heard Justin Fields may miss. He's got a wrist or thumb injury. Thumb injury. Derek Carr is supposed to be out tonight, right? Derek Carr is. I think he's going to play. I haven't seen him listed. I want Jabu to play. Who's Jabu? Jameis Winston? Yeah. Why do we call him that? (laughs) That's his nickname. J yeah J O J A B O. Yeah, I've I've seen that. I mean, what does it come from? I've seen it. I I think that's just like a childhood nickname. Derek Carr. He's one of my favorite players ever. And Jimmy G has missed time too, guys. So that's you're talking about seven quarterbacks so far that's already missed time. Derek Carr is not listed on the Saints injury report. Oh, man. 
Okay. Not on it. Uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence is with a knee, but he's listed as questionable. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, so we'll keep, yeah, I mean, him. you know, it's it's important to have that backup quarterback. But it's, it a lot of times it'll lead to bad football. Uh, a lot of times. But uh, that'll be your game tonight in New Orleans. It'll be a hyped environment. Great crowd there at the Caesars Superdome. They, how many different names has that place had? <laughs> yeah, hey. I just call it the Superdome. Hey, that's whoever deep. whoever will sponsor it, yeah, that's it's yours. Hey, Jamal Williams uh, is going to play tonight, coming off the IR. I just broke him a few minutes ago. Oh, nice. So. The Saints running back who they signed away from Detroit, and Detroit hasn't missed him because they've had David Montgomery. But David Montgomery's now hurt in Detroit. Um, you know they're they're down. Jamar Jameer Gibbs is limited. David Montgomery's not participating right now. Craig Reynolds has been their running back, but he's hurt too. I don't know who's going to be the Lions running back. They play a big game. You know, they're, we mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles playing the uh, Dolphins. Two five and one teams on Sunday night. Middle of the day, you have the Lions and the Ravens at Baltimore. That's a good game. That is a good uh, but game. But the Lions are banged up, man. Their running back room is a mess right now. It's kind of like the the Rams. The Rams' running back room is a mess right now with all the injuries they have. So when they play the Steelers this weekend in L.A., uh, Kyron Williams. They're they're remember they traded Cam Akers because this kid Kyron Williams came on big time. Well, here's mm-hmm. his ankle. He's not uh, he's not expected. He's gonna miss multiple weeks. Like they're like they. Uh, you know, you know who's in line to play for the Rams this weekend? The former TCU Horn Frog, former Ole Miss Rebel Zach Evans. Wow, Zach Evans, right? It's all about Zach Evans. He's there with the go. Rams and Sean McVay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, Zach Evans is a good player. I mean, we know that. Well, he's he ball out. This may be a nice opportunity for him. This could be, and that offense, which is really exactly. for my Sean McVay, based on the run game. And based on um, you know, be able to give, give Matthew mm. Stafford play action with the receivers Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. And Matt Stafford actually quietly is playing some of his best football he's ever played. Nobody really cares because the Rams aren't that good, but he's killing it right now. He's a big re- reason why they're they're competitive. Well, nobody cares about the Rams when they are good. Well, uh, yeah. L.A. does. Yeah, do they? Craig Way does. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> person Way I can does. think of that cares. Hey. Um, <clears throat> The well, I, you know, I'll say this for the the NFC right now. You know who the best quarterback in the NFC is right now? Uh, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. I was going to say Jared Goff. Jared Goff's the best quarterback in the NFC. As, that's not. I mean, it, it's crazy to think about that. But if you go look at it, he's been one. His his story is so so strange and so uh, unconventional because he. He was considered a bust. Everybody gave up on yeah, him. He was the second Jeff, pick of the draft, Jeff the first Fisher, pick of the draft. Right, the, a Jeff Fisher project. Anytime Jeff Fisher tried to make you a project as a coach, a head coach, then as a quarterback, you probably were doomed. Um, but then Shami Faye comes in, re- resuscitates his skill set, rehabilitates skill set. He's a Super Bowl quarterback. And then they give up on him again because <laughs> they figure he's not a, a good enough to win a Super Bowl, but good enough to get you to a Super Bowl. They trade him away. He's considered, oh, man, that's just a throwaway part of the trade. Jared Goff, you can have that. We don't want him in one man's trash, another man's treasure. And he becomes a great quarterback again in this Ben Johnson system with the Detroit Lions. It's unbelievable. Well, if you can, you know, if you combine his the the end, remember they got went on the eight game winning streak at the end of last year after getting off to a terrible start yep. with Dan Campbell. If you combine the eight games last year and these games this year, he's forty touchdowns, ten picks. Mm, forty crazy. touchdowns, ten picks. It's unbelievable. And they're that's a good team, man. That Denver team or that Detroit team is is that's not a cute story anymore. That's a real deal. Uh, and they play Baltimore this weekend. That's a that's a AFC NFC kind of showdown game for teams. I don't think anybody really talks about as being real contenders, but I think they both are. Um, I think I think Detroit can play with anybody in the NFC, and I think Baltimore if they catch the ball 
And yeah, if they, but and if, if they healthy, catch the balls that Lamar Jackson yeah. throws. And they're healthy on defense. Yeah. They could be real a contender. I yeah, because Kansas City's having red zone issues, and they're not as dynamic as we've seen them. Buffalo is beatable. Uh, there's really, I mean, it's, there's a lot of parity in this league right now, Rod. It's exactly um, what the NFL and, wants. And then Miami and Philadelphia will square off on Sunday night. Mm. So uh, pretty good football games there. Yeah, that Detroit game is, uh, what time does that thing kick? That is noon. Noon kick Sunday, Lions-Ravens. Yeah, Lamar Jackson actually has looked really good throwing the football this year. It just it hasn't really materialized in the big time stats because his skill position guys are struggling. <laughs> it's so you're a professional receiver. Catch the damn ball. They had like seven drops last game. Was it like seven or eight <laughs> Two drops? Two games ago, they had seven ago? drops. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. last one last week they won in London. Beat the terrible Tennessee Titans. And we mentioned this before we get into Rod's rant. If you're you know Cowboys and Texans are both off this weekend, so they're enjoying their bye week. It is interesting and not lost on Rod and I because we're Houston fans. Uh, when the Texans come out of their bye week, if they continue to improve, Rod with C.J. Mm. Stroud, you know they come out of the bye week with Carolina, and they have a chance to go over five hundred. And then they turn they got like four winnable games mm-hmm. in the month of uh, yeah. end of October into November. They play Denver too. Yeah, they got Denver. They have Carolina. They have Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. The one team in there that's good is Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, and they're coming to Houston. And the the Houston's been good at home this year, been really good at home. So yeah, I mean, if you're Houston, you come out of the bye, you take advantage. You could be sitting there in the middle of the division race with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now because Indianapolis doesn't have a quarterback with Anthony Richardson's injury, and they're going to be with Gardner Minshew. And then uh, we know Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, they're not very good. Is there a better turnaround right now than the Texans, considering how bad they were? It's I'm you know you and I are fans of the team. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they're this good. They, yeah, I, I'm with you too. I mean, you look at it and this this it's, solid as a team. They they really do a lot well, uh, and they don't beat themselves. That's the one thing you can say about a D'Amico Ryan's team. They they don't give up a lot of sacks. Uh, C.J. Stroud doesn't turn the football over. They don't run the ball for squat. I mean, they they run and they get that. Well, that's probably their biggest focus in the off week is to try to to get that offensive yeah. line healthy and can really work on that running game with with Damian Pierce if they can. They're going to be a handful because they're really solid on defense. All right, let's get Rod's rant uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. Good stuff from Rod Babers. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, since we were talking about the uh, the Texans, I did an earlier rant about the Texans. Um, so I'll just give you these numbers. <laughs> we were talking about how remarkable the turnaround is. Uh, the, the Texans right now, seventh most explosive offense in the NFL. Seventh most explosive. In terms of 10-plus yard rushes and 20-plus yard receptions. Uh, they have 40 of those. They have the, um, if you go look at it right now, the offensively, let's just go back to stats from last year compared to this year. They were 27th in scoring defense last year uh, in 2022, ninth this year. They were 29th in yards per carry allowed last year, uh, 5.1. They're 13th this year, 3.9. Uh, the Texans' defense um, allowed seven points in the fourth quarter on average in 2022. That was bad, 23rd overall. But in 2023, they're only allowing four points in the fourth quarter. Uh, offensively, 27th in pass offense in 2022, seventh now in 2023, 31st in third down conversions in 2022, uh, 30.2. Now they're sixth 
in 2023 on third down conversions at 44.3. Still just halfway through the season. Uh, Texans 11th in total points right now, 14th in points per game, 8th in total offense. Uh, The Texans lead the league in, how about this, they lead the league in rookie snaps on offense too. Uh, remember yesterday I gave you that stat, most snaps by non-rookie quarterbacks uh, in the, if you look at most snaps by non-rookie quarterbacks in the league so far, the Texans are second behind the Rams. Rams at 14-53, uh, Texans at 14-15. Defensively, Texans defense, 11th in total defense, 9th in scoring defense, and uh, going back to the Texans offense, they've scored 34 first quarter points so far this season. That is sixth the most in the NFL, tied with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. It has been an extraordinary turnaround for the Texans. And they're all doing it with a rookie starting quarterback, a rookie head coach, and a rookie OC. And they had the worst O-line in the NFL or the most banged up. up, injured O-line in the NFL for the first month. It it has truly been amazing. We won't just sit there and talk about the Texans. All, we don't know. We know they're not championship contenders yet. Uh, but I don't know if I... I can see a. I don't know if I've seen a better turnaround in the NFL. I'm seeing teams that have gone from being, you know, uh, average teams to now competing for division and now potentially even being in a conversation for contending to win the conference. But the Texans were arguably the worst team in the NFL, and now you got them in several categories competing as a top, you know, a top ten uh, unit offensively and defensively in LA. That's really remarkable. Okay. So I bring, I had this rant a couple of maybe not a couple of weeks ago maybe a week or so ago about uh, the NFL's candy cigarette strategy. Uh, my theory on the, the NFL's candy cigarette strategy is the NFL has now kind of a two pronged approach. They're trying to kill two birds with one stone. They're worried about moms, future mothers, letting their sons mothers of children. Yes, moms <laughs> letting their sons play play football. All right, and because moms, even though moms like watching football, in terms of them endorsing football and endorsing their kids to play the sport, that's a different discussion altogether. And after you know last year, the more Hamlin thing and having Tua be carted off the field, had oh a couple of guys carted off the field this past weekend. The NFL does not like guys being carted off the field because they believe it has a real negative impact on moms. All right, moms watching the sport. They the studies they've done is like man, when moms see that, it is just traumatizing. For moms, because they think about, oh, my baby being carted off the field. Hell, remember during the preseason this year, you had two games that were suspended because of player injuries and players being carted off the field. The NFL hates that picture. That's a that look scares the hell out of mothers, and you know, mothers are the ones that get their sons or at least approve of their sons playing the sport earlier. I didn't play the sport till I got to seventh grade, mostly because mom thought it was too dangerous. Um, so that's one of their issues. That was looking at that from an existential standpoint. And they also want to expand their revenue base, right? The NFL, that's their big thing about Roger. That's why he's being signed to an extension. He's, he's been able to expand their revenue base year by year. And they're running out of ways to expand the revenue pie in the continental United States. So they want to go international with the, with the NFL brand. Their biggest conundrum is figuring out how the number one television entertainment product in America how to uh, you know tra- how, how to how to basically get that to be a passionate um, uh, appeal to international fans of sports they don't really have international football fans just yet they have some from NFL Europe back in the day and they've played some games in Munich and played some games in London but they're trying to build a passionate fan base for football on an international scale 
And somebody in the NFL offices, I don't know who it was, had a brilliant idea to kill two birds with one stone. How you can you can deal with the future mothers of football players and also grow the game internationally. Flag football. And it was simplistically brilliant. The, and the way flag football is going to help the NFL on both. And by the way, the NFL was a big supporter of getting the IOC to approve flag football being played at the uh, at, at inter, international Olympic competition, which is going to be the case. They approved it last week. And now the uh, NFL, I just read this story in Gronk fr- wants to play front office sports. It said the players are really interested. The player interest is real, says NFL executive vice president Peter O'Reilly. Uh, The NFL is encouraging active players to participate in flag football's newly approved inclusion in the 2028 L.A. Olympics, calling it, quote, the pinnacle of the sport on the global stage. And this this has been years in the making for the NFL. Remember, I talked about this last week. The NFL spent one billion dollars annually to grow the game internationally. They are projecting 50 million new international consumers in the next 10 years. Straight cash, homie. And flag football is the candy cigarette. All right? They want flag. Basically, and, and flag football is already expanding. The IOC recognized uh, flag of the Federation for American Football. Um, they did that in 2013. It, as a governing body, they officially recognized it. That was a big step for American football. And the Super Bowl recently, they had a USA versus Mexico flag football exhibition. They've been doing that recently in recent years. And, and, and countries like Japan, Mexico, France, uh, Germany, Brazil have all participated. NFL, uh, now uh, they're playing games in Europe. And one of the things that they, while they're over there, what, what they're doing, some of these projects is to try to expand the flag football all right, presence over in these countries. So if you go look at the, the NBA has been big on this field. The NBA is already making like five billion dollars in China, one billion dollars in Africa. And the NFL is thinking, hey, man, I want some of that revenue. So the IFAF, the International Federation for American Football, says now 20 million players in flag football, uh, in flag football leagues are in 100 different countries around the world. Japan has 500,000, um, half a million elementary school students playing flag football right now. Mexico has 100,000 uh, st- uh, students and, you know, young youth, uh, youth kids playing football, flag football right now. And flag football has overtaken tackle football in international participation. And California, and this is even bigger, California has already approved a plan to allow flag football to become an officially sanctioned high school sport. The reason that's big is because that means women can play it or girls can play flag football. And if you go look at it, Nevada and New York are also joining Alabama, too. They are also in the process of approving legislation to make flag football an officially sanctioned high school sport. This is what the NFL wants badly because they want all the young ladies, all right, to engage and to become uh, passionate football fans early before they become mothers. And then by the time they're mothers, they'll be a lot more willing to endorse the sport and let their young boys play the sport of football at an earlier age. Girls are playing flag football right now. It has doubled. The amount of girls playing flag football has doubled since 2018. That's exactly what the NFL wants. So even though they're encouraging all of their players to go play play flag football, it isn't about them. It's actually about 
the future mothers right, of football players who are going to be participants in these flag football leagues and flag uh, football contests around the country at a young age, which is going to provide them with the other candy cigarette they need to become a true, passionate football fan of the NFL. And it grows the game internationally, killing two birds with one stone. That's what the NFL is trying to do. And that's why the Taylor Swift thing, I know some people say it's a PR marketing campaign, a public relations move. It may very well be, or it could just be the genuine article that her and Kelsey are dating. But the reason the NFL is focusing so much on it is because a lot of those Swifties are future moms of football players, right? Uh, And they need them watching football no matter what the reason, because they need them to fall in love with the game and feel more comfortable around the game. And that's why you've had these spikes, a 53% spike in viewership from young girls 12 to 17. Uh, The Cowboys had a spike like that in their game with the Jets, girls 12 to 24. Uh, The viewership was up nearly 20% in that game. The NFL is paying attention to that. Because their their candy cigarette strategy right now is working like a charm, working like they, a charm. They plant a fake Asian actress at the Monday Night Football <laughs> she game. Wasn't fake. Fake. <laughs> fake. fake. She fake. wasn't fake. Fake. She wasn't fake. But that's why the, it would go right along with your strategy. The Nickelodeon broadcast, the Toy Story theme broadcast, all those guys as a part of the, the candy cigarette strategy. And Taylor Swift may be a part of it. I think she just. I think that was serendipitous. I just think they looked out and went, "Damn, dude, it's actually we can we can milk this Taylor Swift thing too." All part of their candy cigarette strategy to get Aaron women Andrews. involved in football. Aaron Andrews, who works in the industry, she says it's real. She said that they it's real, and she hooked it up. She she was the, the she lit the fuse Ooh, on Taylor Swift. Travis maker? Kelsey. Matchmaker. She told Taylor that uh, he smells like a dream. That's about as real as Astros' chances to win the series. Yeah, here, here we go. We'll be back. <laughs> There's your uh, Rod's rant brought to you by Apple Leasing. We pick it up on the other side. We have another Wheel of Fortune. Uh oh. Nightmare. Uh oh. And it involves a former NFL player, Rod. Come on. We got another Wheel of Fortune blunder. Plus, before the end of the hour, we got to get you some. Who said that? Who said that? On a Thursday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hook Em Up indeed on a Thursday for the top of the hour. Play around who said that, including a couple I think Rod's going to get that I'll play for him, but I who they, said they that? kind of apply to him too. I'm, I'm eager to ask you a question based on mean, both who, pieces of audio. We might there. need some extra time for who said that. I got a lot of clips too. Let's do it. I got a clip for you though. Uh, you a Wheel of Fortune fan, Rod? Yeah, actually when I was... Um, uh, after I got done with the uh, live stream from on Texas last night, I um, I went into the house and saw this episode live. My mother-in-law and my wife were watching it. Oh. And I saw this live. Not this one, but I saw the episode live, like the end of it. Because Marcellus Wiley was on it. Yeah, it's, and... like it's, it's football week or something. Yes, yes, yes. I went well, to let's, Jared... let's first take a walk down memory lane. Yeah. To one of the worst game show mishaps of all time. This was on Wheel of Fortune years ago. And it was college week, Rod. It's mm-hmm. college week, so college kids come in, and they got a chance to win some big money, get their tuition paid for. Do we remember this? Let's, let's fire this one up, uh, T.Y. This is uh, from years ago. Down there, if you would, you got that and $2,800 cash for opportunity. Let's spin, Pat. Let's go, Pat. <laughs> wow. L. Yeah, four L's. Pick that up, turn it over. Lay it down right over that London trip down there. Why? Uh huh. There's a why. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. G. 
One G. Seven hundred. C. Yeah, there are two C's. Well. Wow. Okay. Nice song. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Mythological hero Achilles. Oh, you can't accept that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'll solve. Yeah. Mythological hero Achilles. Yeah, oh. that's it. Yeah. Achilles. I've always uh. said, I've always said that guy was I mean, his parents were watching that and he's oh. not allowed to come home now. We're paying for what? What are we paying for at Indiana University? HLS. HLS. He tried to sound it out. Who says HLS? <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, as Rod said, he saw this. Oh man. Yeah, it's like Jared Allen, right? Jared Allen, the sack artist. Marcellus Wiley was on it. And this is uh, Rashad Jennings. Yes. Former running back in the NFL. Oh, man. And so you gotta you got to picture this, because, again, this is a radio program, and this is a TV show. Yeah, give it to him. Give him the visual. So there's an, a, this is a short clip. But he's, he's down to the end. He's got, like, four grand in his bank. He's about to solve this thing. And when you look at this screen, it's it needs one letter. One letter. It's rhyme time is the clue. He needs one letter. Read it to me. Driving to Reno with you with Wenton Tarantino is what. All you need is the Q. Just mi- they're missing the Q. All you need is the Q to to solve driving to Reno with Quentin Tarantino. He's missing the Q. That's it. Let's hear my guy, former NFL running back Rashad Jennings. Oh, no. Wish I could help. I really do. But if why well, you can buy some time by spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, he had to spin. Six hundred. P. No. no sorry, he guessed P. Pinton Tarantino. Who is Quentin? Who is Quentin? Quentin Tarantino. Putin? Nope. Wrong. Come on, Rashad. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah, that was that was bad. That was all time bad. Yeah. It, it, and they, by the way, they were all easy. Do you think he doesn't know Quentin Tarantino? Really? Yeah. That was that was actually one of the more difficult ones. They they were so it was the it was like the yeah it was they the, watered it down for the NFL guys. It was the, <laughs> are you smarter than a fifth grader version of Will of Fortune? It really was. It was it was so bad. And some of them struggled. Yeah. And that was I will one say examples. My bad. wife is very good at Will of Fortune. She 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 figures she's good at those like jumble games and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. She figures it out very like visual. They got like, she got like four letters and it's like it's like three. It's like eight. It's like eight words and four letters. She's like I got it. It's like what the. Well, I'll tell you this: When I first met my wife, when I started dating her, where she she would watch that show in the afternoons, and and her mom in Houston would be watching the same, but it would be like thirty seconds behind on the station in Houston, and it was here. And so she kept screwing with her mom. She kept getting it, like, real early. <laughs> so she was ahead of her. She she's, was like, oh. She's pissing off mom off. Yeah, big time. <laughs> She'd have the answer. I don't know. That's funny. Will of Fortune. That is great. Big Will of Fortune. What's your favorite game show, Rod Babers? Uh, my favorite, I, I want to go on Family Feud at one point. Oh. I uh, love me some Family Feud. I also love Cash Cab randomly. I'm a big Cash Cab fan. I don't know if they even still do Cash Cab. You want to go on one. Family Feud? Would you have, do you have five people? Who would you take? Uh, You'd yeah. be the lead, right, with you Steve Harvey? I got to take my wife. I mean, if I don't take her, she's going to be That'd be trouble. crazy. And she's good at it, by the way. She's great at Family Feud. Um, yeah, you know, that's interesting because now I got her family to choose from and my family. Well, you have to pick five. I got to pick five. So she would the be The Babers family then coming the, out of the wall. And the other three, I'd have to, I got to do some due diligence on my family to see if my brother's worthy. You got to see which one of them oh, can you compete at that level. <laughs> yeah, because I'm serious about my Family Feud, man. I don't mess around. I'm great at that game. I'm really damn good at Family Feud. It's my thing. It's one of my uh, it's one of my go to game shows. 
I think fa- that, and, and, and ever since Steve Harvey's taken over, it's very funny. Oh, it's been yeah, it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's actually hit another level of funny with Steve Harvey taking over. It's always been a quality program, though. Probably, Very funny. Few laws been quality Steve Harvey program. does a good job. And on I can't that do show. Jeopardy. I, mean, I imagine Craig Way likes Jeopardy. I do like Jeopardy. Jeopardy is my favorite. I like it, but I, I don't do great on it. There's so. no better feeling than getting it before they do on Jeopardy. Yeah, but how often does that happen? Unless you're Craig Way. I don't. During COVID, we would just pause it. And, play, and we had a sheet of paper, and we just play in the living room. Oh, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's actually a fun. Idea. That's actually not bad. That's a fun way to play. That's not bad. Pretty I do that with Family Feud. I like pause a little bit. Like, hello, hey, babe, you got this? You got this? Boom. We'll I do along. remember yeah. getting pretty into uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Rude just filming Ooh, back that in the was day. good drama. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, did you ever see the show? What was the movie that was uh, based in, in India about that? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog. Yeah, Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. That was a great film. Yeah. Deal or No Deal? Uh, deal or no, no deal. deal. Yeah, you're right. That was kind of like The gambler that. and me. Like that one. And well, the ladies. I still no, the ladies, yeah, turned over the suitcases. Pretty disappointed in Rob Babers that I have not gotten an update on Naked Attraction yet. I'm supposed to be getting a Naked Attraction I'm thing. sorry, man. I just haven't been able to get it in. <laughs> My, with, with wifey there. And if, I, if he walks in the room and I'm watching Naked Attraction, and then she, That'd be a problem. She's going to be You're going to have like, to watch that with her. She's, exactly. She's going to be like, you know what? I'm sure there's something else around this house that you could do with this brand new baby instead of watching Naked Attraction. Well, right now, Naked Attraction, the British reality dating series that shows four Full Frontal, the whole bit, is currently the number one streamer on Netflix. Or on, on Max. On Max. Oh, yeah, it's on, number it's on one Max. in their top ten series list. I, no, it's on my queue. Numero I got it, uno. I got it queued up, ready to go. Um, but I see, I wonder, if are they, are they being, are this everybody, or are these all attractive people they're putting up here? Are these... Are these unattractive I'm people sure too? I'm sure they tried to skew. Have you not seen it? More attractive? No. I haven't seen it. I, I thought it, you've been talking about it like you've seen it. No, no, no we've just been reading all the press. I've been looking at pictures. Like, this this show started in 2016. Well, it's been yeah. a It's been a hit already in Britain forever. Like it's a it's been a runaway hit. Now they're seeing if Americans will also be, you know, enticed by it as well. All right, I'm gonna have to watch this. Are their teeth all nasty over in the UK? Is that the deal? Yeah. Come on, man. Not all of them. Come they don't on. Look like my Dr. Eckert smile. I know that. No. Yeah, you look that good. Got to go Dr. U for that. Got to Dr. U. Gotta go Dr. U for that. I was got two women just standing in front of him with his junk out. <laughs> yeah, this is might be too wild. Pretty wild, man. Yeah, well, this is a New York Post story saying it's become very controversial that people are because the United States is much more prude when it comes to this than people, being naked. people in Europe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, like you choose. It's on a streaming service. You have to choose to watch it. You have to find it. Yeah. Don't and be it's a, a subscriber thing. So don't yeah. be don't be offended by all the right. You all the steps you got to go through to watch it. Then you get offended when you see it. It's like that's on you. Don't be like the old lady over on number 12 hole at Onion Creek used to come out yelling at us when she'd get a golf ball in her backyard. It's like, you moved in on a golf course. <laughs> you really mad about a golf ball in your backyard? Are you kidding me? That's why I don't You golf. can't buy a house on a golf course and complain about the golf. Because I'm the, I'm so bad at golf, I do shank into people's backyards, homes, pools. That's okay. They bought the house. I know. That's why I feel bad. So, so, such nice houses. <laughs> shanking it into the pool. Does she come out shaking her, heart, shaking her fist? <laughs> Come on, lady. We're not <laughs> trying to hit it there, I promise you. Oh, no, you ain't trying. We're just so, that bad. So you it's can't terrible. you can't like seek and find naked attraction. It's called naked attraction. Shanking shankopotamus. No, I I, I Most I, these people don't look very attractive. They're not ugly. 
they're normal people. Yeah, just, yeah most <laughs> most people are average looking. The minorities are really attractive people and really ugly people or unattractive people. So they're just probably just average. Well, it's kind of like people. naked, naked and afraid. Like like super hot people probably aren't going on that show. They've had a couple though. <laughs> e, I'm telling you. Oh really? Oh yeah, man. They've had a few like just super Smoke smoking shows? hot, and it's like, why is this smoking hot lady on naked and afraid? And yeah, they've had they've they've, 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 and they've had naked and afraid dating too, the dating version. Where they bring on hot people, hot single people. No kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can go. You can go. I think it's on. It might be on Max too. Actually. Mm, Naked afraid. Max thing. I don't know if I have that. Well, uh, Max we, has a lot of different apps, a lot of different stations, like Discovery Channel and stuff like that on Max. Well, it's just all their channels. I yeah. Get you. They're, yeah. They're conglomerates. Yes, pretty much. We'll come back when we do. We'll put a little uh, extended version of Who Said That, Who including said that? a couple that I think Rod will guess, but they're going to apply to him. And I'm going to ask him about it. We'll hit it. Coming back. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. E and Rod B. On the Horn. Ooh, saying that. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? It's uh, fun audio that we have compiled and put together, and we play it for you and for one another and try to figure out who it is. Rod, I'm going to start with this one, and you'll know who this is because they identify him, but I thought this was pretty interesting, um, and I'm going to ask you a question about it right afterwards. Let's hear this uh, uh, from, from our friends at CBS Sports. We quizzed J.J. Watt to see how well he remembers who he sacked in his career. My babies, man. you got to remember them all. Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I got him twice in Houston. Uh we, we lost big. Josh Freeman. I think I might have a half against Josh Freeman. Matt Ryan. Yes. Yes, I did. I got Matt Ryan once in Atlanta and once in Houston, I believe. Jared Goff. Ooh, Jared Goff. No, I don't believe I've gotten Jared Goff. Tom Brady. Yeah, this is one. This one's a touchy subject for me because I got one in the playoffs, um, but they only counted as a half, but it was a solo. And it wasn't a playoff, so he likes to say it doesn't count. But, I mean, it's playoffs. Peyton Manning. Absolutely. Multiple times. At least three. We got you down two and a half. Two and a half. It means I got him on the ground three times. John Wolford. Yes, John Wolford. I got him uh, this past season against the Rams. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, no. I don't think I got Dan Orlovsky. Early in your career, you got Dan Orlovsky. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Josh Rosen. No, I don't know if I ever played Josh Rose. Nathan Peterman. All right, there we go. There's Zijuat. No, so right. he had 114 and a half sacks, and it seems like Ooh. he remembers all of them, Rod. That's wild. Yeah. Do That's... you remember your interceptions like that? No. No? No. <laughs> no. Like, JJ's well, got, like, he said, they're my babies. Well, you got you to gotta, you gotta actually tackle that guy and sack him. Oh, yeah, right? you get Think to see his it. number. Yeah, and... you're, you're, yeah you're, you know, tackle that guy, sack him, you're going after him. Interceptions, a lot less intimate. I mean, he's throwing the football. What is it? Sean McVay's I, the one that can can remember what play he called and pretty much any drive he's yeah. ever called plays in. Yeah, that's like a Craig Way freaky recall of a memory. Yes. Uh, but more, as, a, as a DB, I'm more worried about the receivers. But that, that is still impressive, though. Uh, you can remember everybody you sacked, and you got 114 of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's still next level. Yeah, 100. He had 20 and a half twice. He had 16 in a season. He had 12 and a half in his last year with Arizona, as he was just mentioning. We tackled John John mm. Wofford. I remember all my varsity sacks. How many? Two. <laughs> Two. Easy to remember. Easy. Yeah. A lot more missed ones, too. I mean. That was the all-time leader. How of do you remember sacks. any of your interceptions when you were at Texas? 
Did you have an NFL interception? Uh, no, I did not. Um, I don't remember. Well, you remember the Oklahoma one? I remember. That I remember one. the Oklahoma. I don't remember. I don't remember the quarterbacks in most of them. Though that's not something that really concerned me. It's a good point, though. I, I didn't think about whether a defensive lineman would recall that. Good for him. JJ Watt's kind of a weirdo. Like that's that. kind of a weird thing. Uh, but it's still impressive. It is and weird, but great guy. recall. Great guy, weirdo though. Uh, he is a great dude. What do you have for me, Rod? Uh, all right, Ty, I sent you a bunch of them, so just fire some up. Who said that? Uh, my wife's doing great. I think there was a lot made about me missing a game. I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. <laughs> oh, that I saw that. It's Sean McVay. Sean McVay. He's about to have a baby. He's like, he's not missing a game for that damn baby. My baby knows better than to come during a game. It's my baby. It's a foot. It's, it's his dad's a football coach, so you know. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting to see because, uh, hey, I know babies, they come when they want to. Mine was two, two weeks early. Yeah, can't control not, that. Don't be. And it was supposed to be due on the Texas Oklahoma day. It's supposed to be due, and she knows. She knew better. She's like, "Nah, Dad's got to work on that day. I need to come a little bit early." And she did. She came early. She came for the, Two weeks. For the Kansas game. Yeah. Beautiful, right Love on time. It. Hell yeah, she's awesome. How about this? Uh, speaking of dads, this is interesting. I think you'll know who this is too, but it's also a question with an answer. Father made you a better head coach. Oh, I think. Ironically, they're similar in that it's a servitude role. I'm so proud of you. I mean, you are a everything you, you wanted to be and more. Being a dad is very much like being um, a head coach in, in that you're constantly concerned about the well-being of other people. Yeah. And I know for a fact I couldn't be any of the things that are the most important things to me. Father, husband, man, and then head coach. All of those are a consequence of wanting to be something for someone. Pretty deep stuff right there, Rod. That's deep. That's Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah. He's impressive, actually. Pretty genuine guy. Have you ever heard? I mean, that is a, that's a great attitude. Now, has, how has having being a father now changed you, Rod? Because you kind of have a football coach's mindset as, as um, being a because you 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 serve your your wife of course mm-hmm, whenever yeah. she needs something your servitude I like that word yeah no you gotta I, I've learned I gotta make more time uh, you gotta you gotta make time for the family and still be able to devote yourself to your craft but you gotta make time for the what family are we, three weeks old now three weeks old but you know I find myself like oh man did I make enough time today for the family there you go you know what I mean I was I just focused on work so so I got to put the stuff down put the notes down. Go over there. Watch some Wheel of Fortune. Go hang out with baby girl. Go play with her. So I'm like, I, I haven't had to do that before. So now I'm just learning, like, okay, got to divide. Got to spend my time wisely. There you go. Especially when it comes to the family. All right. Uh, who said that, Ty? Hook us up. We obviously got the news that James wasn't here today. Um, just how does that impact you, impact you, like, just moving forward as a team? Just how do you sort of compartmentalize and move forward? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe you have something to do. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so, but we had a good practice. Uh, you know, we competed, went up and down a little bit. Uh, it's great for me. And I'm still, you know, coming back. Uh, and, you know, I'm feeling myself. But I thought, you know, today was great. All right, there's Joel Embiid, correct? Is it? Joel Embiid. And as I said earlier, is there anything more tired than James Harden drama stories? And ESPN, because I know because they're a big partner with the NBA, they cover it like anybody cares. Does anybody care about James Harden at this point? No one cares about the NBA until the playoffs. That's all it is. That's fair. If you're not talking about drama and James Harden, what are you talking about? The, now it's always drama. It used to be drama plus, you know, his scoring. great play yeah, on the court, but now it's just all drama. Do you think part of the reason why ESPN has kind of gone downhill is because of their hyper-focus on the NBA and WNBA? 
There's a different, I mean, theories on that, but I don't think it's uh, just but, one thing. But they're always going to focus on things that their partners write. If they're carrying it, they're going to talk about it more. That just stands to reason. It's, yeah. it's, it's bad business to carry something and not talk why, about it. But why do I get 25 WNBA ESPN updates during the week? Because they know you care about the NFL already and you care about other stuff. So they're just sending you stuff that you don't care as much about. But they invest in. That they exactly they yeah, know, but they, yeah they invest heavily in hockey and actually yeah I guess I do get they do so like, whatever yeah. their the algorithm trust me is working it, it, it's working for you particularly not just as an entity ESPN sending it to everybody I think everybody's now got their own algorithms in terms of what you're seeing on your phone is for you definitely on Instagram yeah for Instagram and I think for everybody Twitter, yeah, yeah I mean it's all based on the algorithm of what Ty likes and what Ty looks at and the data what the data tells him about Ty I can't I can't say I've liked the NBA, WNBA. Or really the NBA. Yeah, which is why they keep sending you stuff, because they know we don't have to work to get tied to baseball and the football. You're already there. You're right. Based on the clicks, you, you you go there a ton. They're trying to get you well, to – like, They're trying like, to get a real sports fan like you to now expand your horizons, because they know you're a sports fan. The data tells them you you you, you stick to sports most of the oh, day. Basketball is my second favorite sport. I just I, I yeah. just don't care about anything besides the Mavericks. And that's Texas. why they're trying to get uh-huh. you to go to more NBA and WBA, because they know you're a basketball fan. The data tells them you are. And I'll be honest, I don't watch a yeah. lot of ESPN. I never really have. Remember I told you I grew mm. up without cable, so I never was a hooked-on ESPN guy. I've never really been that. But uh, The height of ESPN was like my childhood. I would sit there mm-hmm. and watch SportsCenter reruns all day. The same yeah. sports center. Over See, that over was again. never me. That was never me. I never had it. I didn't, as a kid, I never had ESPN. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have cable. I would Tebow yeah. Sports Center. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I got guys that used to DVR Sports Center, though. It was so or, weird. Or first take when it first started. Yeah, and like, it repeats. You can watch, watch it again. It just keeps repeating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> All right, there you go. Good yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got a couple more. Give them to me. Todd, just dial one up, man. Dial one. Go ahead. Fighting with everybody. What's going on there? What do I um, need to know? What's so crazy? What's so crazy? I ain't know a bro like you know. I have no idea where they came from. He probably was just thinking about me or something. So I don't. I don't even know where they came from. Did you see the IG live? Yeah, that was comedy. Can we play it? Will you get mad if we play it? Oh. No. Like anybody cry, bro. Listen, don't be friendly when you see me. Cause you be so flashy. You better hope, bro. You better hope all that talking you be doing when we see y'all do whatever round it may be. Cause I can guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. You're a running back. I ain't gonna sit here and play with you, little boy. Just cause you got a little bag, people gave you a little clout, man. You ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. It just sounds like he mad. I got a little a little bag and a lot of money, and nobody knows who he is. I don't have any idea who that is, Ron. Uh, that is Devo Samuel with his baby um, and commenting on the, uh, the uh, I believe it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the trash talk of C.J. Gardner-Johnson on Instagram Live saying hey. that Devo Samuel was just a running back and he could guard him. I don't know why he dislikes Devo Samuel so much, but they getting petty. The trash I've been doing this on. job a long time, Rod. I'm not sure what to make of all this, where every athlete has their own podcast now. It was one thing when they could get on Twitter and talk and say things, and which is fine. I, I understand an athlete wanting to go outside of the media reporting on them, mm-hmm. right? I get that. Have your own say. I don't know what to do. Everybody's got their own podcast that, now. That was a Kay Adams podcast, The Love of My Life. Oh, I she, do like Kay yeah, Adams. she is great. From NFL Network. Where is she now? She's I miss fantastic. her on NFL Network. I think she's at ESPN. No, she not? she's not. She's fantastic. Well, she has a podcast. It's like oh, Mike, maybe it's Action like, Network. I don't know where she is now. I'm, I got to look that up. I'll check that it's out. Like, I understand, but I, I just can't get over Micah Parsons going on his Monday night show and t- complaining. I like that one. Oh, this, this is our YouTube show. It's up just and so Adams. different. 
Yeah, she's got her own YouTube show. So it's like, <laughs> I like that they have their own open forum and people can choose to listen or not. But like Michael Parsons saying, I'm not going to talk to anybody in the media this week. I'll just talk on my own podcast. Hey, hey control the narrative. And it's then what... complain that the Cowboys, you know why the Cowboys get covered more than any other team? Because they get covered more than any other team. Because of America's team. And they do, to your point of the algorithm, Rod, the Cowboys bring bring eyeballs. Oh, yes, they do. And they bring clicks. But these young people grew up being their own brand, something we were never. I was you never. You grow known. up with social media, you got to be your own brand. NIL, that be your sense. own brand. You're right about that. And that's part of them being their own brand. You're right about it. Yeah. And I'm just the old guy going, man, my dude, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have ESPN. Get off my yard. I didn't have cable. <laughs> and rabbit ears. At our house, Rod, we, we were the family with the big TV and the other TV stacked on top of it oh, with the rabbit ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. I have friends like that. Yeah, <laughs> a, we'll be back. Hook them up. One more hour to go.